Is it niche or niche? However you pronounce it, by now you've heard that you need one. But has anyone ever explained why? Well, if they haven't, or if you've heard it and you're still confused or just not convinced, listen up, because in this episode, I'm going to redefine the term niche and showcase three reasons why every therapist in private practice needs to have a niche. Niche? Niche? Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Beyond the Session with Aisha Shabazz. It's not uncommon for so-called experts to tell you what you need, but frankly, I find it annoying when they don't tell you why it's important. So today I'm going to break down for you why it's important to have a niche, and it really comes down to one thing. Everything is easier when you have a niche. Everything? Yes, everything. Having a niche will make it so much easier for your ideal client to make a decision. You don't want your website to look like a therapy buffet or a one-size-fits-all. And honestly, the more options you have listed on your website, the more confused your ideal client will be in trying to figure out, well, what is it that you offer and can you actually help me? Your niche should be so fine-tuned that it clearly calls out to your ideal client. There's no confusion. There's no doubts. There's just a simple, easy yes waiting for you. I know it's a change of pace because we're so used to having to serve everybody. When we're working for agencies, they're set up to serve everybody. And we didn't get the option to say, no, that's outside of my scope, or I don't feel comfortable addressing this challenge without having the training or the support. So when we get into private practice, it's so easy for us to say, we don't need to have a niche because I'm supposed to serve everybody. But the reality is, is that if you are looking as though that you serve everybody, then your ideal client is just going to be confused. And a confused mind never buys, or so they say in the marketing world. But what you can consider is that when you're clear about what you offer, then people are more likely to say, hmm, I think that's for me. You and I interact with hundreds of businesses every day. And If I was to ask you what their niche was, you'd probably wouldn't be able to tell me. But if I asked you what a business specializes in, you might be able to give me a little bit more information. And if I asked you what they were known for, you'd probably be able to give me a lot more information. So just think about this for an example. What's the difference between buying clothes from Walmart versus Target? What's the difference between buying coffee from Starbucks? or Dunkin' Donuts. Can you really tell me the difference between buying groceries from Whole Foods versus Trader Joe's? And for all of you people that are book lovers, can you tell me the difference between buying a book from Amazon versus one from Barnes & Noble? I know that you have heard these businesses before, but maybe you don't purchase anything from them from a variety of reasons. Even if you've never purchased an item from any of the businesses I just listed, If you were to go to their website, you would be able to tell me what they specialize in. You'd at least be able to tell me whether it was for you or not for you as a future consumer. So with that being said, it is very clear that each business that you're interacting with, each business that your ideal client is interacting with is working under the assumption that they have a specialty, that they have an ideal client population, and therefore they have a niche. 
The second benefit of having a niche is it makes it easier for your referral network to send clients to you. Did you know that 78% of people talk about a favorite experience that they've had at least once a week with someone that they know? Well, when we're thinking about connecting with our referral network, this is a reason for us to connect with people. The reason being is if we have a pleasant experience with someone, they're going to tell other people. And oftentimes when we're thinking of pleasant experiences, we're only thinking about our ideal client. But when it comes to building connections, our referral network is an opportunity for them to talk about us to the people we want to work with. To come to no surprise that our marketing word of today is niche. I found that the most simplest way to define this term is to break it down into two parts, your specialty and your target population. Your specialty is essentially what are you known for? What is the thing that's going to allow you to stand out in the crowd? And your target population, or as a lot of marketers call it, your ideal client population is really a collection of people. And how I've redefined the term ideal client is really considering that it is a collection of people who have goals, challenges, and aspirations that are well aligned with your clinical skills. And if we're thinking about our clinical skills as an opportunity to serve and to help people, we're less likely to reduce the term ideal client down to only people that can afford our rate. I like to redefine the term ideal client because there's this misconception that ideal clients are the people that can only afford your rate. And I push back against that because there are many people out there that can afford your private pay rate and they're not your ideal client. Your clinical skills are well aligned to serve many people, but that doesn't mean that it should. There's a huge misconception about having a niche and many people myself included, have thought, hmm, you know what, maybe I need to be certified in a therapeutic modality so that it's easier for me to market my practice. That is a simple way of thinking about niche. However, if you are only getting a certification just to make it easier on yourself to market, that's not a great idea. The reason being, you're still going to have to describe to your ideal client population and your referral network why that therapeutic modality is going to be useful for them through the art of therapy. So if you end up taking your time, using your financial resources to invest in a certification, and then it just collects dust on your digital shelf, or it's just a placeholder on your resume, and you really don't have the words to describe why this modality is helpful to your ideal client, then guess what? It really wasn't a useful venture. The other thing to consider is that credentials are not the only way that you can niche. And there are many therapists out there that are successful in their own right, and they did not invest in additional credentials because you don't need it. And I'm not saying that additional credentials won't help because I definitely think they do help with certain populations, but it's not a requirement for you to have one. So I, for all of you out there that don't have an additional credential, I don't want you to think, well, I can't have a niche because I don't have extra letters behind my name, or I don't have a certificate, or I didn't go through this specialized training. That is not a requirement to have a niche. Really, when you're thinking about a niche, you want to consider two things. What is your specialty? 
What is something that if someone was to say to you, you don't know that you would be able to confidently stand tall and say, no, you're absolutely wrong. I do know this. And here's why. The second part of a niche is your ideal client population. So who are you well equipped to serve? Who is the person? Who are the people that you are reaching out to and saying, you know what? The way in which that I approach therapy is well aligned with your goals, aspirations, and challenges. And really what makes it easy for you when having a niche is maintaining your scope of practice. So from an ethical standpoint, many people find themselves in hot water when they're operating outside of their scope of practice. But when you have a niche, it's easier for you to say, you know what? I don't think I'll be able to support or serve that person because it is beyond my scope of practice. Now, I don't think this is a catch-all. But I do think this is an opportunity for us to not go outside the bounds of what our ethical obligation is to serve people within our license provision. When you're thinking about a niche, you want to be able to maintain the integrity of your skills and remain not only within bounds, but also let people know, you know what, there are limitations to what I can do. And there's no shame in saying, I don't think I can serve you well, and here's why. Or you know what, there's a specialist out there for you. And I think I have someone to refer to you. So just keep in mind, there are three big things that will help just make life so much easier in private practice when it comes to niching. You're going to be able to connect with your ideal client. You're going to be able to connect with your referral network, and you're going to be able to make sure that you stay connected within your scope of practice. Now, here are some takeaways for you to help you identify and maybe even just get a little closer to defining or redefining your niche. I want you to ask yourself, what do you want to be known for? What do you not want to be known for? What's going to differentiate you from everyone else? And what do you want your referral network to remember about you? That concludes another episode of Beyond the Session with Aisha Shabazz. If you've enjoyed this episode, please submit a review through your favorite podcast listening app and share it with a friend. This episode of Beyond the Session was brought to you by The Thriving Therapist Shop, a place where private practice therapists go to find time-saving strategies, solutions, and tools. Audio editing was completed by Alexandra V with music by MH The Verb and GR Stone. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.